I know you love him. I know. I know that you want him to be. You want to be in his presence. Amen. So take the hand of the person who's standing with you. Uh, this is not just me and God. It's us. Amen. It's us. Sometimes you don't. You forget that I'm standing next to family. By the way, in case you didn't know it, those of you who love God and follow him, you're going to spend eternity with the people you, you got your hands touched. <laughs> you, you're going to spend eternity with the people that uh, God has formed as a family here. Amen. So if you don't like them, you're going to have to repent right now. Amen. Or you're going to have a long, you're going to have a <laughs> Amen. In fact, if you don't, you might not make it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Put up our proclamation, Ken. Father, I thank you in this moment right now for your presence, for what you desire to do among us. Thank you, Lord, our hearts to be open, we pray, our hearts to be open to what you desire. We give you all the thanks. We give you all the praise, Father. We want you to get the glory. We're asking these things, our hearts to be open, our, our minds to be clear, full of your word, and Lord, a decision to do, a determination to do what you say and to follow you wherever you lead us. We thank you in Jesus' name. The people said amen. Amen. Your attention to the screen. Let's pray our prayer together as we... Um, as we, I started to say, as we conclude this series, I think so. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let us pray. Let's a make this your prayer. Ask the Lord to do this for you. Shall we pray together? What does it say? We would be still and know that you are God, King God, supreme in your authority, the ruling, reigning monarch of this universe, timeless in your existence, ingenious in your creativity, and with totality of ownership. We stand in awe of you as we contemplate your awesome holiness, your majestic splendor, your blazing glory, your limitless power, and your unquestionable sovereignty. We worship you for your flawless character, your infinite knowledge and wisdom, your absolute justice, your unswerving faithfulness, unending mercy, your matchless grace, and your terrible wrath against sin. We bow our hearts and bend our knees before you as we acknowledge your dazzling beauty, your fascinating personality, your incomprehensible humility, your unsearchable understanding, and your fathomless love. We acknowledge that our greatest need is to have a far greater revelation of what you are really like. We ask you to meet that need. We would also join with Moses and we pray, teach us your ways that we may know you and find favor in your sight. And we thank you that you will answer these sincere request in Jesus name we pray is that your prayer amen then have your seat
Psalms 103, Psalms 103, verse 7 has a really interesting verse. Actually, in your prayer, you just got through praying about this. Uh, I want you, I, I, some of you have, uh, I think the day of pen and paper <laughs> might be leaving us. But I do thank God for those of you who still have pen and paper. Uh, many of you, uh, your pen and paper has become electronic. Uh, you got, do you really? Raise your hand. Yeah, raise your hand if you still work with pen and paper. I do. Wow, Honestly, that's awesome. Yeah, I still. There's something about moving the pen. I don't know. It, it's wonderful. But and if you're taking electronic notes, maybe you could do that today. Um, because I, I want to, I want to, I want to pile on you some scripture. And in the process of this. I'm asking the Lord to make it come alive for you where you are right now in the answer of the prayer you've been praying and the desire in your heart that you've had before God. For I believe here today God will sign it, seal it, and deliver it to you. Mm. Psalms 107 it's an amazing verse of scripture. I'm going to pick out one of them. We're going to do the, uh, I'm sorry, Psalms 103, excuse me. Psalms 103, verse 7. Thank you. Um, one little particular, but this actually, this verse, the Lord laid on me uh, several years ago and then, and then began to, to open it up to me in a way I just did not expect. But look at, it's Psalms 103, verse 7. And uh, maybe we could read it together. It's kind of an interesting verse. I'm in the new... Uh, if, if you're curious as to what version I use, I use... I'm, I'm not prejudiced, and I'm, I'm not... Uh, there was a word that's being... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not prejudiced, and I'm not... Uh, uh, actually, there have been a lot, a lot of criticism about this. The title is Christian Nationalist. Have you heard that, Christian Nationalist? And you've always heard it in a negative, for the most part, from the media, you hear it from a negative standpoint. And if you're a nationalist, you're considered, say it again? Yeah, for the positive side, as, as Master Fred said, um, but unfortunately the media is describing a nationalist as a, uh, as a as a as a Nazi, ridiculous. But again, as my friend Dennis Peacock said, whoever controls the language controls the culture. And we as believers must take it back. Talk to your neighbor. Tell, tell your neighbor we got to take this back. Psalms 103 verse 7 says this. Are we ready? It says this. He made known, talking about God, he made known, come on, his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. It didn't, didn't uh, make a lot of sense to me the first time I saw it, but then as the Lord began to open it to me, it's one thing to see God move and to answer a prayer, and another thing to, to know how and why he does it. It's one thing for you to understand. Let me, let me put it this way. You, your parents, 
they would have certain actions they would do. They never explain it to you. They just did it. Sometimes they would discipline you for things uh, either they had told you or they expected you to do. Sometimes they would reward you for things. There was a certain way your parents were. Do any of you remember your mama's way? Let me ask it this way. Do you remember her way in the kitchen? Do you remember her way in terms of the house, cleaning house? Do you remember your, if those of you who grew up with the father, he, he, I promise you he had a way about him. And the Lord said, he revealed it. He said, I'm, I, I, I showed Moses my way, but I showed the children of Israel, I showed them my acts. God showed up in powerful, powerful demonstration. When he was ready to deliver them, he defeated 10 of the Egyptian gods in such a way that even to this very day, it's talked about. They still, they're still finding the chariot wheels and the bottom of the Red Sea where they crossed. You can go back in other cultures history and they will speak of a time of lice and flies and frogs and burning brimstone. <laughs> they saw the acts of God. The children of Israel, when he delivered them, they, they were in the midst of what God was doing. It doesn't mean they understood why he did what he did. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that they, they, they were clear in their heart about the way he operates. They saw his power. The first major demonstration, one of the most dramatic, is the day God delivered them. The day God delivered them, he said, I'm, I'm going to set you free, but I want you to do something. I want you, first of all, get dressed. I mean, put on your traveling clothes. Get dressed. And I want you, every family to find a lamb an innocent lamb. I want, I want every family to take this lamb and I want you to cut its throat. Let his blood pour out in the basin. They, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, all they had was instruction. They didn't know why. But to their credit, they did it. He was so adamant about it. He said, if, if, you're a, if you're a family and you can't afford a lamb, then get in somebody else's family. Get in that house. He took the lamb, cut the lamb's throat, bled the, poured the blood in a basin, took a hyssop branch, dipped it in the in the blood and sprinkled it on the doorpost on both sides, the lintel and the doorpost so that that whole entrance was covered with his blood. 
They were standing in the house, dressed to go, had packed up. We used to even sing songs about this, about packing up, getting ready to go. I'm sorry, anybody here uh, mature enough to remember the songs? I, uh, you, you remember, Gene? Oh, praise God. You're ancient like me. Okay, all right, so. They're all standing there getting ready to, to leave. They don't, know, they don't know what's before them, but they know they're going to get out of there. My Lord. And he said, I want you to roast this lamb, this lamb whose blood is in the basin. I want you to cook that lamb. Cook it. Don't season it. Lord have mercy. Just cook it and eat every bit of it. And they said, eat all of it. And if you, if you can't finish it, burn the rest of it. They didn't understand his way. He was instructing them. They, they were so desperate to get out of there, they decided, whatever you say. This is after so many plagues had come. Water was turned to blood. Lice and flies everywhere. Burn up all the cattle. Burn up all, all the livestock. Everything that Egypt worshipped, God said, I'm going to show you who God is. But in the land of Goshen, everything was copacetic. Everything was hunky-dory. Everything was fine. They're all standing there, and they're ready to get out of there after they eat this lamb. And they said, roast it with, it's very clear if you look in Exodus, bitter herbs but I want you to eat it. Lord, have mercy. I, 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 okay, I'll, I'll bring you on just a little clue. When, when you eat something that's bitter, it just, it, it just, it just impacts your whole body, right? And the Lord was trying to get them, he was trying to get them to taste how awful it is to sin. They were trying, he was trying to demonstrate for them the dramatic, the drama, the intensity of his deliverance. Everything they were doing was symbolic, though it was happening in real time in their life. There's one thing, one more thing he didn't do. When all the acts had been performed and the, and the, and the lamb had been consumed, and the blood was on the doorpost. The Lord actually released death. And the judgment of God came to every house. The angel of the Lord, the death angel, came to every dwelling. Not only did that, 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 did that death angel come to the place where they were in Goshen, it, it came to every door of Egypt, every single dwelling, including Pharaoh. The death angel came and he was looking for something. And if he didn't find it, he was, he was, he had the authority to unleash his power. His power was death. <laughs> Took their life. God Almighty orchestrating his power and his deliverance. 
for all those who obey him and all those that don't. It was so amazing. They are all in there packed up. You know, they've been in slavery for 400 years. They don't know anything but slavery. He said, I take the lamb. Now, can you imagine somebody say, well, you know, I don't want to go to your house. And he ain't got, you can't, you, you, you don't have a lamb, but you ain't, you know. <laughs> can you imagine somebody acting like, I don't want, I don't want to go over there. <laughs> well, stay on out there. Just do, do your thing. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Have your own truth. Go ahead, do you. Are y'all breathing? They all stood there, and I'm sure they were in somewhere between joy and terror. <laughs> we get not here. Oh God, how are we getting out of here? They're standing there and they've, they've, they've done everything the Lord told them to do. Then, then that moment came from heaven when the swooping down of the power of death came. The, the angel that, that had every authority to come and take life came to the door of the greatest and the least in Goshen among God's people, came and stood there they were God's people, but had, had they not followed his instruction, they would be dead. Why would, they be, why would they be dead? Because they did not believe what they were told to do. Even though they didn't understand everything. Why would they be dead? Because their, 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 their belligerence, their pride wouldn't do it. Lord, have mercy. After you've seen everything that God can do, you may not have known him before time. And you may have even been bitter before whatever was God. You may have been bitter in your heart having spent all your life in slavery. But now that the truth has come and the, and the way out is placed before you, I, if I were you, I'd take every bit of instruction. That angel came to Pharaoh's house like it came to everybody else in Egypt. Pharaoh, who, you know, unfortunately, men that have power and riches, uh, they tend, unless God has dealt with their heart, they tend to pit themselves against God. Pharaoh, <laughs> he said, who is God? Sounds like the people in our culture, don't it? I'm almost there. So, they're all standing, and they are ready to be delivered, to, to be step out into a new world, untested, untried, where they've never been before. They don't even understand. They don't understand what freedom is like. They know what slavery is, but they don't really know what freedom's like. They only dream about it. They don't really know what it's like. And they're all standing there, and they're ready to go, but something happens. In the midst of their waiting, they hear the the, the most awful scream and terror coming from all of Egypt. The, the Bible said there has not been a wailing like that since. 
every mother, every uncle, every dad, every cousin, every nephew screaming to the top of their voice because the firstborn of the family is gone. They're laying there pale, cold. No disease, no sickness. Healthy, played sports the, the previous morning. Laid down in their bed, they didn't know. They didn't know it's the last time they're going to lay down. And their mother, can you imagine going into your room to wake up your child? And he's not breathing. And you beat him and you, you massage in the heart and nothing's happening. God is demonstrating who he is. They just, you know, when you lose somebody like that, you, 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 also, you also lose shame. That wailing, that crying, that deep down moaning, groaning, aching pain. And the screams are so loud. All of Israel hears it. They're standing silent, full of bitter lamb. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I want to give this to you because God was demonstrating to them who he was. Unfortunately, we have lost that revelation of who God is. In fact, some of us act like this was a fairy tale. But you don't have to go back very far in the annals of history to find out that these things are true. I'm not talking about Christian history. I'm talking about secular writers of the past have recorded what God did to Egypt. It's quite amazing. Why is such an incredible demonstration? By the time those people heard those screams, they, don't, they are like, oh, they realize that this blood they put on the doorpost has saved them because death comes to the door, but it stops. Death comes right to the very precipice and sees that and stops. Death's authority is nullified in the presence of this blood. Everybody next door who, 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 who didn't own a lamb, too, a family too small to own a lamb, they ain't in the house with everybody else. They're all, they all grabbing everybody. They're all squeezing. Oh, we family now. <laughs> I'm not sure what I want to do it this way. I need to say that there are things coming in our time and in our culture that will, 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 will afford us the the opportunity to hold each other and to love each other like we never have. Moses, who is orchestrating this, he sees what is happening. Uh, while Egypt is in mourning, he says, get out of your houses, leave, get out. It was a great organization. Of course, Moses knew what to do because he had had the finest organizational training in the world at that time. He grew up in the house of Pharaoh. He grew up to command. He grew up to lead. He grew up to direct. 
So he had that in him. He had lost his, 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 his image of, of his, he lost his success image to the point after he ran from killing the man, he, he lost that image so until he, 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 he wasn't a good communicator in, with his voice. But he knew what to do. And he had those beside him to carry out what needed to be done. All of Egypt, all of, all of Israel lined up. Family by family, tribe by tribe. Family by family. And they get out of there. And they, they, it's like walking in unbelief in a way. Is this really happening to us? Were we really free? And, they, and they're through the desert and they're out. And by the time they clear the city and get, have gone several miles, the Lord is so powerful with them. I said, Moses, Moses knew where to go. The people said, where are we going? I said, Moses said, look. In fact, he gave him instruction. You know what? I want you to make some distance between, make some distance between the Moses and the rest of y'all. So, because we're talking about, we're, you know, we're talking about a minimum of a half a million people. Are y'all hearing that? And so, you know, you, you, you ain't turning the corner in a minute. And, and, and Moses going where God's telling him, Lord, this, this is the way. And so the Lord said, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, um, I'm, here's, here's, here's the way I act. Or here's, the, here, here's my ways. A pillar of fire by day. A pillar of fire by night. A pillar of cloud by day. So they knew where to go. They could see, yeah, it's this way. Everybody knew. At night, you don't know, well, I'll, 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 I'll just, see, God is just giving them acts. Well, what, what we gonna eat? What we gonna drink? Can you imagine two or three days out from, from where they used to live? They said, well, uh, we ain't got no water. How many of you know when people don't have what they need, they can do some bickering and moaning and complaining? Look at your neighbor and say, oh, yeah. They're bickering, moaning, complaining. God knows. He, God's got them. He knows exactly what to do. So one of the way, one of the things he does, he, he says, he says, go, Moses, go over there. He says, you see that rock? He says, God told Moses to speak to this right rock. And Moses is so fed up with the bickering, moaning, and complaining. What's up? You've never led folks. You don't know what I'm talking about. But he's so, I mean, he, he can take all kind of stuff, but moaning, complaining, murmuring. You know, God is out here. He don't look like you know where you're going. <laughs> we ain't got no seasonings for our food. <laughs> So I, I got I to gotta do this because I got to take you someplace. So, so, so God was demonstrating his power, his authority the whole time. But he did so, so they could see, okay, you know, this is supernatural. God's doing this. They saw the acts of God. 
They saw that sea. They saw the day when Moses stood, their backs, the sea's on this side. Pharaoh's whole army is on this side because Pharaoh is so distraught. He said, no, I ain't letting you go. And they, they I told you this last week, didn't I? Well, that's something I told somebody. Anyway. And they run, the horses, chariots, they're running after them. And, the, and, and Moses raises his, he raises the staff that God has given him. And the sea, by the authority placed in Moses, sea stops on one side, stands up on the other. <laughs> Can you imagine the look on their faces when they saw that? Because they heard, heard the horses coming. There's so many horses, the earth be trembling because they know death is coming. Are you all there? And so they run through. I mean, they, they're like, yes, yes. And they run through this opening. They see the mighty acts of God. They all get on the other side. I told you last week, I don't know, two weeks ago, I can't remember. God said, okay, bam, slam the door. Now they're all on the other side. Pharaoh has no army. He's sitting on the shore looking like, I can't believe it. Huh. Thank you, Lord. God was demonstrating the people, all of them, they saw his acts. But they didn't know his. It's one thing to see what your parents do for you. It's a whole nother deal to find out why they do or did what they did. Sometimes you have to become a parent to understand. Many of you ladies, you know, once you became pregnant and you had that child, you remembered the way your mom or grandmother, you remember the way they handled it, which is far more valuable than just the acts that were performed. God is giving a, a rank here. He said, now Moses, he's the leader. I'm going to show him the way I do things to people. They see my acts. And many of us in the body of Christ, God has shown up for you. You prayed, you cried, God answered your prayer. You, were, you really were in bondage. Some of you could not, you couldn't, your feet couldn't hit the floor before you had a blunt in your mouth. Others of you, you couldn't go to the restroom without a bottle on the side. Others of you, you couldn't lay down in your bed unless somebody knew was beside you. Others of you, you weren't happy until you made that hit. You weren't happy until you, you, you got that money you were, you were finagling to get. To know God's ways. I, I, I've got to tell you today that maybe the, maybe the chief thing that you could get in your heart and understanding is right now, the Lord Jesus is wanting to teach you his way, why he does things. It's one thing for to see his acts. It's a whole different ballgame to understand the way of the Lord. Babies get the acts. 
the young and the immature, they respond to the acts of God. The immature. But the mature, they understand why. They're the ones who are not moved when things go crazy. They're the ones who don't freak out and go back to the old life when it doesn't go your way. Because you understand his way. Of anything that God is releasing to the body of Christ around the world is how he does, not only how, but why he does what he does. He wants you not to be a child. He calls you to be his son and his daughter. In the New Testament, the word is weos. That's a mature son. I get it, God. I'm not crying. I'm not crying like you did never save me if they don't give me my check. I'm not falling down on the floor and acting like it's all over just because the doctor said that it's cancer. When you know the way of God, then it's a whole different ball game. Because the way precedes the acts. It is understanding his way that releases his acts. It's kind of like, you know, having a lot of money. Or having no money. And when you don't have money, man, how many of you know how to do some praying when you ain't got no money? How many of you know you have never been to prayer school? But if the money ain't right, if your money is funny, you can show sure enough do some eloquent, persistent prayer. You know how to call him when, when, it, when it, 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 don't, it ain't right. Raise your hand if you know what I'm, that ain't mine. <laughs> In Psalms 103, it says this. He made known to Moses his what? His ways, but his acts to the sons of Israel. So I'm going to do it this way for you if I, if I can. Uh, I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. Thank you, Lord. And Psalms 103 is an amazing psalm. I don't know how many of you uh, spend your time in the psalm. I'd like to encourage you. Maybe you could incorporate that into your, into, your, into your prayer life, into your devotional life, that you would include the psalm. And it's really amazing, even when you're reading them out loud. Not shoot. God showed me one of his ways that changed my life to this very day. But he showed it to me in the psalms. Mm. He showed it to me in his Proverbs. He said this to me. What I was reading now became the voice of God. My son, attend to my words. Give your attention to my words. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. So, so I, 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 I memorized it, I, 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 I spoke it, I read it, I memorized it, I spoke, I read it, I memorized it, because the doctor said, I'm sick, and, you know, we don't have no cure for this. Like the old quartet was said, I was sick, and I couldn't get well. <laughs> you know? And so, re reciting that, God, then God... And, and, the, and the Lord told me what to do. Now I'm sick, 
But my medicine, not that I discarded any medicine that would relieve pain, but my true medicine became not what the doctors prescribed. My true medicine became the very word of God, which I consumed every day. And I, 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 I ate it. I, I looked at it like it was like ministering to me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I, I, I started understanding something about the way of the Lord. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you this quick, we're going to go through it quick. Yep, we'll make it. I'm going to go through it quick. I want you to make this psalm one, part of your, part of your uh, devotion. And I'll break it up for you. Just walk with me for a few moments, and, and you'll walk out of here with a, a tool that'll help you. Let's see. How we doing? All right, we'll check it out again. Check this out. You got Psalms 103, verse 1. The first thing God does in this psalm is he says to you, worship is non-negotiable. Worship is why you were born. Worship is the way of the Lord. So he starts out like this. He says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all worship to God must never be half-hearted. It doesn't always have to be loud, but it must be wholehearted. Because the way of the Lord is, he, the only way he will receive you if, if you love him with your whole heart. So he begins his psalm. He says this. He says, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. What does he say? Bless his holy name. And then with this worship is something I want you to trigger today. Is your, your, your memory. Some of you, after walking with the Lord for so long, have forgotten what God did. You, you forgot how he delivered. You forgot when he, how he showed up. You forgot how he answered that prayer. You were like Israel. You just saw the axe. You didn't get the way. So he says, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget, here's your mind, none of his benefits. Now, many of you have a problem. You don't know what the benefits are. You're like the person that bought an insurance policy. Everything got in trouble, and you didn't know what you've been paying for all this time. Unfortunately, many believers are this way right now. They don't even know what to ask God for. They don't even know what to believe him for because they don't know what his word says. Are you still with me? So from worship comes, comes your, your memory. He said, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and don't forget, forget not, forget none of his benefits. And what are those benefits? Check it out right quick, for those of you who forgot, who pardons all my iniquities. Is there anybody here has ever been forgiven for what you did? You pardon how many of your iniquities? And isn't it amazing when the enemy comes to ride you about what you did or what you didn't do or that way that, 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 you, that you have? Isn't it interesting that, that the psalm says, don't forget the pardon. Has, it's like Israel standing there with, with, with having eaten this bitter lamb and the blood on the doorpost, which signified every bit of your life and all that came before you is over. Over. You didn't earn it. 
And God knows you don't deserve it. But because of my great and powerful love, I deliver you from it. So the benefit is, are you still with me on the benefits? He says, he will pardon all my iniquities. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know what a pardon is? A pardon says, you've done it, but I ain't going to hold it against you. I'm sorry, are you all there? Say, oh, you committed it. Oh, you did it. It's not, like, it's not an exoneration. You did it. But the whole, the whole issue is, even though you've done it, I've taken care of it. I got it taken care of. It means you're in jail, and uh, it means you're in jail because they caught you. Okay, better than that. You're on death row because you know it's over. Are you there? And, and one of the problems we have is people can't get delivered from sin. They're not, they're not willing to admit they did. Excuse me, don't pray this prayer. If I've done anything wrong, are you kidding me? If I've ever said anything, are you serious? You know and I know you did it. Look at your neck. You know you did it. And until you know you did it, until you know you deserve the punishment, you don't get delivered from the punishment. Because a pardon says, oh, you did it, you know you did it, it's going to happen. But know what I'm going to do, I'm going to step in for you and whatever, whatever punishment is due you because he's just God, I'm going to pour it out on myself. Whatever just punishment for you, I'm going to pour it out on my lamb. I'm not going to shed your blood, I'm going to shed that blood. Don't you forget your benefits. And by the way, if you don't know that, let it be known right now. No matter what you've done. You, live, you may be living under the, under the guilt of it. Your life may be a, a, a matter of you punishing yourself. The pardon has come. And the pardon has come not because you're good. Because he's so good. Oh, I've got to get to the benefits. Check. Who pardons all your what? Iniquities, right? Are you there? Verse 3. And what else does he do? Heals all. By the way, he gives you the word before the experience happens. Are you believing? So those of you who are sick, I need you to know. Yes, when, I'm not putting down doctors at all. I'm just telling you, there is a benefit in the policy you might want to enact. Those of you who have been suffering, you need to understand. Blood has been shed for you. And healing has come. You have to decide whether you want to receive it. Oh, okay. Keep rolling. Are you still with me? Okay, so he said, he pardoned my iniquities. You heal my, what else does he do? He redeems my life from the pit. Many of you are living in a place and you just resign. That's where I'm going to be all my life. That's where I'm going to be. No, God said, I've delivered you from that. It's like looking at Israel and say, I've delivered you from this mess. This lifestyle is over. Take, eat the lamb. Apply the blood. You still with me? So he says, all right, uh, I... I I'm gonna, I'm gonna forgive all of your iniquities, heal your diseases. I'm gonna redeem you from the pit. I'm gonna, and not only that, I'm not just gonna get you out of the, of the ghetto. Lord, help me, help me, please, help me, Jesus. 
some of you have a problem right now because you think ain't nothing else out there. Or you think there's a world out there so prejudiced that you couldn't stand to leave the ghetto on that mess you're in. Live with white, among white folks? Oh, my oh God, no. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> you are not. You, you, nobody's going to pin a badge on you because you won't leave the ghetto. You can't help nobody when you're there anyway. No, I can't go there. I'll get that later. Are you all there? Here, God's trying to bring you out. God's prepared wonderful things for you. He said, I'm going to pull you out. of These are the benefits. Pull you out of the pit, and I'm going to crown you. Are you there, saints? I'm going to crown you. Hello, somebody. Lift your hand. And say, Lord, I want to wear my crown. I want to crown you with loving kindness and compassion. I'm not only going to crown you, verse 5, I'm going to satisfy you. What's that song, Chris? Oh, I thought he was playing. What's that song? <laughs> hey, Chris. What's that song? He, he, he will satisfy. You know that song? You know what I'm talking about, that song? Yeah. Only you can satisfy. Our, our one, one desire. Only you can thirsty for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and there's another one on satisfy. Find out there's another one on satisfy too. The Lord said He satisfies your years with pain and trouble. What does it say? Good things. So that he said, I'm going to be so good to you, you're going to feel like you're 25 again, those of you that are 55. I'm, you're gonna, I, what, the way I'm going to treat you, you're going to be skipping like a little, you're going to be skipping like a little child. You're going to be so happy. Many of you, you don't have that joy because you ain't cashed in your policy. You have not understood the way of the Lord. You've been looking at the acts, but you don't understand the way. The way of God is he blesses you so much until it changes your very personality, your very nature. Not because you earned it. You didn't have the power to deliver yourself. Most of them didn't even have the will to, to deliver themselves. But he showed up. And the way that he showed up in Israel's life is the way that he's showing up in your life. Are you still there? Okay, so God goes to worship and it's triggering your memory. Many of you need to remember what it was like when the Lord set you free. You didn't have to go back. When you, when you were free, and you realize, I'm, I don't have a stalker anymore. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you were free and, and, you, and you didn't have to live. And you know what? When In the world, when you have a really, really great time and, you, and you're really partying, you're really showing up, it's the problem is the payback is the next morning. They even make movies talking about the morning after. The walk of shame. Ain't nobody talking about you. Are you, are you all here? Hurry up, Bishop, hurry up. All right. So he, he comes to, he says, I want you to worship with your memory. Because the kingdom of God is manifest when you worship. The kingdom of God comes forth when you remember what God said. Changes your action. 
And the next category is he begins to open his ways to you. Verse 6 says, the Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the sons of Israel. Israel, The Lord's compassion. He's compassionate and he's gracious and he's slow to anger. And many of you are testimonies that God is slow to anger. Because you've been doing that. You've been for all these years and God has not pulled out his judgment. The Lord who performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways and his acts to Israel. And the Lord's compassion, he's compassionate. The nature of God, this is the way of God. He's compassionate and he's gracious. And he's, look at that, look at the Bible. And he's slow to anger and he abounds with loving kindness. King James says loving kindness and tender mercies. That's the God you serve. That same God that caused all that weeping and wailing. That same God that, that had people running crazy in Egypt. That's the same God pouring out his love and compassion over the people that obey him. Are you still breathing, saints? So from his worship to our memory to his ways. And, and, and then he says this. This is amazing. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Let's look at your neighbor. He said, God gets angry. You better know this way of the Lord. But he's slow to wrath. So it means he, with, he withholds his anger. The, the word in the New Testament is long-suffering. God has been that way over you, hasn't he? Thank you, Jesus. To understand the way of the Lord means that God has been... So, uh, I'm, I'm speaking this to those of you that are hearing me today. There are things that the Lord's been speaking for you to do for a long time. He keeps nudging you. He keeps, he, you know, he keeps... He's not badgered you. He's not, um, he's not hollered at you. He's not scolded you, but his way, the way of the Lord is that still, small voice. That loving kindness which creates repentance. That's the God that's been dealing with you about things he wants you to do. Those of you who are afraid of God taking something from you, he's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. The thing you have or the way you've been walking or the way you've been thinking. Keeps him from doing everything that he wants to do. When we do, not, when we do not follow him the way he speaks to us to follow, he can't get done everything he wants to do. And God has decided to restrict himself by his own love for you and I. Oh, my God. You know that God we were praying about a few minutes ago? His terrible wrath against sin. He withholds that from you because you are his beloved. And he believes that you will eventually, some of you today, are going to say, yes, Lord. And you're not going to say it with your mouth. You're going to say it with your feet. 
He's still there. He will not always strive with us, not nobody, nobody be angry with us forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. Oh, my God. Nor has he rewarded us according to our iniquities. Check out verse 11 to understand the way of the God you serve. He said, as far, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his what? Is his what? Love me kind of. Stop right there. How high is it? I don't know if anybody knows how many miles it is from here to the moon. But that's just the beginning. It's hard to measure the universe, the stars, the heavens. He said to me, he says to you, he says, look, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those, excuse me, the universalist, the universalist, and the inclusionist don't read the rest of the, of, the, of the Bible. They don't read the rest of the phrase. They leave off what's convenient. They leave off the part that will cause them to change from anything they're presently doing or see anything differently than they're pre uh, presently seeing. So if they, if they see themselves in a different way that God sees them, they, don't, they, 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 want, they want a God. They want a God that will do for them what they want in what they're doing. This is nothing new. The ages have produced the same kind of people. We don't mind worshiping God, but it must be the God that tells us, I'm okay, you're okay. Are you still breathing, saints? Say yes quick so we can get out of here. Check it out. He says, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is my loving kindness toward those who fear him. Do you see any stipulation there in the Bible? Do you see any requirement there? You better find out what that thing, that phrase means. To fear God. I've been talking about it for several weeks. It don't mean you got it. Those who fear him, that's a whole, that's a whole different category. Are you guys breathing? Okay. 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 Really? <laughs> okay. I divert for just a second to Psalms 128, verses 1 through 6. How blessed is everyone who fears, not everyone. The, the, the inclusionists leave off the phrase. They want everybody, everybody blessed. Everybody is blessed. There is a kind of per, uh, 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 pervasive blessing that comes over the whole creation. Because by God's mercy, the world keeps spinning. The moon, hello somebody, the gravity stays in place. And you, you know, you, it, there's a kind of a blessing in that regard. But the, but the special, actual, individual, applicational blessing of God is always with conditions. 
Are you there, saints? Blessed, how blessed is everyone. Hello, come on, hello. Who fears the Lord. Who what? Hey, oh, I'm sorry, Ken, I'm sorry. Did I give you time to put it up there? Okay, all right, good. It says, how blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, come on, and who walks in his ways. When you, should, when, when you do this, you'll eat the fruit of your hands. A lot of folks, don't, don't, they're working hard, but they don't really get the benefit of it. You eat the fruit of your, of your hands. Happy will you be. And it's going to go well with you. That same, that's the same verse, right? Parents, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For it is right that, you may, that it may go well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Are you guys still here? So check this out, saints. He says, um, everyone who's, who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways, you're going to eat the fruit of your hands. You're going to be happy. It's going to go well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine within your house. Hallelujah. Now, some of you said, okay, God, that's enough right there. Because you don't want no more children. Now, others, you ain't got no choice. But in, this, in the Bible, having children is an incredible blessing. Somebody need to clap their hands whether they want to believe it or not. Amen. Your children will be like olive plants around your table. And some of you ain't got the sense God gave you. I don't have no babies. Lord Jesus. Them baby, every baby's a baby's kids. You, have you lost your mind? You know the worst thing is you can live your life, do all the things you want to do, take all the trips, uh, live, live in all the homes, drive all the cars, have all the perks, live in a great shiny community or, or alone in the country if you want. Don't make no difference. You know what's crazy? You to do that, let your hair turn gray and then fall out and you laying there bald-headed by yourself and got no kids to take care of. Look, if you are physically unable to have children in the kingdom of God by his church, God will help you disciple some folks that they'll make you, make, he'll give you some spiritual children. You know how crazy it is for you not to have, what kind of value system do you have? You don't want to have no babies. Now, if you already have some, that's another thing. But I'm telling you folks, you're going to find out. Look, visit, visit, do what I didn't want to do. The Lord put me in an old folks' home. Oh, yeah. I had to stay there for several weeks. I was in rehab when I hurt myself, and they didn't take me to a regular rehab hospital. They took me to the old folks' home. <laughs> Bishop, I'm laying there in the whole old folks' home, and I'm listening to them on the other side of the wall. It's a pitiful thing. I'm rolling my wheelchair down the hall, passing the doors to see what's going on. It's pitiful. Abandoned. Destitute. Their life, nobody knows who they are or where they are. It's a horrible thing for you to come to the end of your life and your progeny didn't have. You know, one of the great blessings in your life is when the Lord decides to take you home. He takes you home in the lap of your progeny. Pro progeny. Okay, so, so what I'm trying to tell you is that 
God, he pronounces this a blessing. He said, <laughs> he said, you fear the Lord, you know, your kids are going to be a blessing to you. When you fear the Lord, your children are going to be a blessing to you. A blessing. So those of you in the body of Christ that don't have kids, are not married, you're getting older, then what you need to do is disciple some people. Because when, when, when you get to the end of your journey, you want to be sure you don't die alone. I'm sorry, go back up here. Okay. Happy, well with you is going to be. Blessed, you're going to be blessed. Why? Because you fear the Lord. And then he says, uh, behold, for this shall a man be blessed. Behold, for thus, this is the way a man is going to be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. And may you see the prosperity. Lord, have mercy. May you see your children's children. I want to tell you, somebody just recently said to me, I remember them looking at me because because I remember they, they used to be a member here and uh, they're 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 away now. And we, we, there was a, uh, an event that brought us together and he looked at me and he said, "I had no idea. I just didn't know." I said, "What?" He said, "I just had my grandchild." I said, "Ah." He said, "Oh my God. Nobody knows what that's like until it's happened to you." Did the phone say still on it? Ain't nobody talking to you. Siri talking about I'm, I'm sorry I'm having trouble with connection. Shut up. I want all them spies that's listening to me get this real good. Amen. Okay, let's roll. We were, where were we? Where were we? really weird. That Psalms what? You, okay, check that out. All right, then he says, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon you. Psalms 112, 1 through 9, praise the Lord. How blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. You know, you know the fear of God's in your heart when you love what God says. If you don't like the commandments, the fear is not deep enough in you. If you don't like the commandments, the fear of the Lord has not lodged itself deep enough in you. His descendants will be mighty in the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed, the Lord said. Wealth and riches are in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Light rises in the darkness for the upright. He, God, is gracious and compassionate and righteous. Verse 5. It is well. Remember that song? It is well with my soul. It is well with the man who is what? Gracious and he lends. He will maintain his cause in judgment. He will never be shaken. The righteous will be remembered forever. He will not 
fear evil things. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is upheld. He will not fear until he looks with satisfaction on his adversaries. He has given freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. I'm talking about the blessings of the people who have this thing I've been talking about for the last several weeks in down in their soul. There's so many more of these, you would not believe it. Psalms 25, 4 and 5. Make me, Psalms 25, 4 and 5. Make me know your ways. What? What, Lord? He's praying. David's praying. Lord, make me to know your ways. Look at your hand. Lift your hand to the Lord. Say, Lord, let me know your ways. Ask him down in your, Lord, let me know your ways. Oh, Lord, teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For, for you, I, I wait all the day long. Skip down to verse 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? I tell you what, God will instruct you in the way you're supposed to go. He'll instruct him in the way he should choose. His soul will abide in what? I'm sorry, I only got two people saying that. Your soul will abide in what? And his descendants will do what? And the secrets of the Lord are for those who fear the Lord. He will make known to them his covenant and his eyes are continually before toward the Lord for he will pluck my feet out of the net. I don't care what, they, I don't care what trap they set for you. These are the benefits of those who say, Lord, teach me your way. I want to fear you. For the way of the Lord and the fear of the Lord run hand in hand. It permeates everything. Instead of teaching holiness how high to wear your neckline or how high to wear your dress skirt or how tight to wear your pants, instead of going there, let's go, let's go higher. Let's tell your neighbor, let's go higher. Let's go deeper. What is it that pleases God? When you want to please God, I promise you, you'll make the right decisions. This gift, by the grace of God, I give to you today to make you uncomfortable even that you may not have that in your life like it needs to be. Psalms 34, 7 says, the angel, the angel of the Lord. Some of you don't even believe in angels. I don't know, you read the Bible, it make you want to believe in angels. The angel of the Lord encamps. What? What? Isn't this your verse, Elder Yule? Isn't this your verse? This is one of your verses. The angel of the Lord, what does he do? He sets up camp around you. You don't know what's going on in the atmosphere. You're oblivious to the warfare that's going on at this very moment. Over the words I'm saying. The Bible says his angel camps around a specific person, a specific kind of people. Are you still breathing, saints? I know you're going to school a little bit this morning. He says, uh, the angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear him, and he what? Rescues them. 
You have rescued my life. You have rescued my life. Because you had enough fear in your life to say, Lord, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. You had enough fear of the Lord in you to say, Lord, this breaks your heart, and I'm tired of breaking your heart. Lord, this pleases you, and I want to please you. You get that in your heart, everything in your life starts changing. You begin to evaluate from the moment you awake to the to the moment you lay down. You begin to evaluate. Does this please you, Lord? Are you happy with this? How can I bring joy to you? God starts talking to you. You actually start a conversation with God. What he's wanted the whole time, what Israel did not want. Moses, you hear God. We, gonna, we, we stand back. You, hear, you tell us what God said. You actually can get out of the old congregation that, that comes only to hear what God says, and that's the only time they hear from God. Instead of God confirming in your life what he's been speaking to you the whole time because you fear God and you want to please him. You've now come with a whole different heart and attitude. I'm trying to give you a promotion today. Whew. Jesus. But you got to admit this. You're going to have to deal with this, okay? You have to say, okay, Lord, I really... You know, in this, I have not feared you. I have not feared your name. You want, you want to write it down. Look up, fear him or fear your name. Oh, my, I just don't have time this morning. I got a whole list. You would not believe it. And the Lord wants to promote you. Look at your neighbor and say, the Lord wants to promote you today. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. How, taste and see. <laughs> Taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For to those who fear him, there is, you don't want for nothing. Say, Lord, you know, I just got to have me a man. Lord, I'm 45 years old. I ain't no man looking at me. I'm going to ask you a serious question. What do you want more? You want a man or you want the man God? I'll tell you one thing. If you choose the right answer and you fear the Lord, you know he's the one that knows how to deal with your desires. Instead of you being God's judge and telling God it ain't fair, are you judging God? We got a whole culture that functions on their concept of what is fair. Are you give me a break? God has never been fair and he never will be, but he will always be righteous. And it will always coincide with your future. It will always coincide with his purpose. His righteousness is the foundation of his throne and his kingdom. So when the angels in heaven come down and they evaluate who they're working with, do you qualify? Because if you fear the Lord, then the angels qualify you to work with you. Maybe some of you have not used your, your assets. Maybe some of you have not used what's available to you. 
Because your motive may be wrong. You may be acting like Israel who just knew his acts. Some of you are just praying for his stuff. You're not praying for his face. And he's telling you right here, if, I, if you get my face, you'll get everything else. If you get me, you love me more than these. Isn't that what he asked the disciples? Do you love me more than these? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna put, I made the Lord put you under the microscope. May, may he put you under the magnifying glass. Your heart's clear in your own face that you see whether you do fear him or not. You mean to tell me you're not going to be happy unless you get that thing? You mean to tell me it's not only a thing can really make you happy? What if God said, if you let me in your heart, not only will I make you happy, I'll give you that thing, and it won't be, it's no big deal because you're already happy when you got it. So when I gave it to you, you were already satisfied. And if you're satisfied and I tell you, now nah, I want you to give it to somebody else, it ain't no big deal because you already got the treasure. Everything else is just a residual. Hello, and where that one came from, another one can come from. It's a whole, it's a whole different attitude. It's a whole different mindset. You mean to tell me you're not going to be happy until you reach seven figures? And to God, seven figures. Pfft. But why would he give you seven fingers? <laughs> seven fingers. Seven figures. Why would he give you seven figures to trade for himself? What if God already had seven figures, eight and nine figures already figured out for you, but he know he can't release it because you don't treasure the right thing? What he really wants is you. And what he wants you to want, come on, is him. Lift your hands to the Lord. Fear the Lord, you saints. Fear the Lord, you saints. For those who fear him, there is no want. Young lions, they lack and they suffer. But they who seek the Lord will not be in want of any good thing. Yeah, let that hand stay up before the Lord. Come, my children. Listen to the Lord talking to you. Come, my children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. He, who is the man that desires life? Who loves length of days that he may see good. And keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Why tongue and lips? Because if God's got your heart, your tongue and your lips will follow. If he doesn't have your heart, then your mouth would betray you every time. So many of you have sabotaged your own blessings out of your own mouth because your heart ain't right. As your heart, as your hands are lifted to the Lord in worship to him today and asking him. Some of you need to do this. It's not only putting a gate over your mouth and your lips because you've been sabotaging your own success. That verse 14 says, I need you to, to depart from evil. We, we, here we are right here. I want it, what if it's evil in your life and I've shown you that it's evil. I mean, it might not be evil to somebody else, but for you. If it's evil, I need you to walk away from that. 
This is how we're going to end today. Depart from evil. And then in place, I want you to fill that gap with doing good. I don't just want you to pack your bags, Israel. I need you to get out of there and go where I told you. To the mountain that you may worship me. Thank you, Jesus. Do good. Not only do I want you to do good, I want you to, I want you to run after it. I want you to seek my peace. I want you to chase it. So God's looking for a people whose hearts please him. All over, the, all over these United States, I speak about America because God has given America to us. That's where we are. He's given America, given Georgia to us, given Atlanta to us. I'm speaking to you. God wants your heart. Look, the problem isn't stuff. He got plenty of stuff. Stuff will never fill that gap in your heart. You give your heart to God. I might, I mean, all of your heart. Then let it be God's limit how much he wants to bless you. Okay. Father, you see. You, I know you see and I know that you hear. I'm thanking you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for those who've made a deep down decision. I want this in my life. I'm willing to live the rest of my life in pursuit of this. Let it be my joy, Lord, and not my sorrow. Chase away fleshly fear and fright. For you are the one that has taken away torment. Let me love the things you love and hate the things you hate. Give me wherewithal to stand in awe of you. Lord, I want to be where you are. And I, I recognize that evil thing that has come to take your place. I recognize that evil thing that has come to seduce my desires, my flesh. And today, Lord, I'm turning from that. I'm placing you above everything. I make you first and last. Will you tell me to go? I'll go. Will you, what you tell me to say, I'll say it. What you instruct me to do, Lord, I'm committing today that thing I will do. I recognize that obedience is the fastest pathway to the fear of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for those who who have already made that decision. And I thank you for those who are making the decision today, even right now. Grace upon them in Jesus' name. God's people said, amen. Those of you, stand to your feet, everyone quickly.